Hi, everyone. I'm Emily Newman, and you're listening to If I Made a Podcast, where we talk about what it takes to build your business from the ground up without sacrificing your creativity along the way. Now, let's dive into today's episode. Hey, welcome to episode six of If I Made a Podcast. We're talking about webinars and why they work. So if you've been following along, we've been talking a lot about our internal strategy of how we launch courses, how we create courses. I definitely encourage you to check back to episode one, two, three, four, and five, because it gives you a lot of background, a lot more context, probably to some of the things we're going to be referencing in today's episode. But if you checked out last week's, we kind of touched briefly on webinars, why we use them, why we love them. And now we're going to do a deep dive into them. So if you've been following If I Made for a while, you've probably seen us promote webinars. We love webinars. They are such an effective marketing tool for launching a new product or service. So Mary, talk to us a little bit about the process behind webinars and, and why we love them. I deal with a lot of the tech parts of our webinars in addition to the content stuff. So I'm going to talk a little bit about why webinars work. So we talk a lot about that they do work. We're going to talk about why they work. So webinars are a great tool for selling products. And we're going to talk specifically about selling products really today because they do a lot of different things. So it's not like somebody seeing an ad. If you think about when you see an ad on Facebook or Instagram, it's just like a static image or maybe a short video and that's pretty much it. Webinars are a great tool because usually they're around an hour. They are a way for you to show somebody that you know how to teach on the product that you're trying to sell them because hopefully that's what you're doing. You're teaching them the same stuff that's in the product that you're trying to sell them if that's an online course. They set you up as an expert and they also give you an opportunity to physically, not physically, but visually with your eyeballs, show people what you're selling. So you can visit And yourself. And yourself. And you know, you're the expert. You want them to see your face. It's great. So you can show them the product that you're selling, give previews, show videos, really do a lot of convincing that somebody needs this product to hopefully the end result is make them a better artist, to book them more clients, to make them more money, whatever the end goal is. So it just gives you a longer opportunity to really connect with your audience, show them what you can do, how you've done it, and convince them that you're the person that they need to go to to learn this certain skill. So it's just, they're kind of really great because they're really long ads, but they're also a way to give back to your audience because you're able to teach something. So it's a twofold thing. Like that's why they really work. And that's why we love them because we love them because they're the most effective way that we sell courses. But also we're really passionate about teaching other creatives how to do business and how to do it better because it is really hard. There's not a lot of resources in the world for people such as us. None of us went to college for this. We didn't learn any of these things in college. Nobody taught me how to use, you know, a Google spreadsheet to make sure our profit margin was high enough, anything like that. Like we didn't go to college for this. So we want to be a resource for other professionals. So in addition to selling things, we want to be able to educate people. And we hope that that's what you're using webinars for too. So that's why they work. They also work because they are a time sensitive environment for people. Um, Emily, talk a little bit about this and the tactic that we use during webinars to sell something. Yeah. So as human beings, we're procrastinators by nature. And I feel like as creatives, we lend even more towards being procrastinators probably than someone who isn't as much of a creative. How dare you? (laughs) (laughs) So webinars are a really great opportunity to sell products because it's a chance to give a lot of information to your audience in a short period of time 
but it also allows you to put a deadline to it. Because the reality is, is if you leave something open-ended, it gives people a lot of opportunity to keep pushing off buying your product or service. One of the things that I've noticed recently, even with some of the service providers that I've been working with, they give a time-sensitive discount to signing up for that service within 24 to 48 hours. And the reason is because they know if you just leave something open-ended, it gives the customer a chance to come back at any time. So if you've attended a webinar before, a lot of times there's an incentive at the end to purchase then, whether it's a bonus, whether it's a discount. So we use that sense of urgency to help position our products to make them more attractive and more appealing for people to purchase now rather than waiting. I know for some of you, you're probably thinking about when Mary talks about webinars, you know, how do I even put on a webinar? I'm not a tech person. I don't have any background with webinars. Keep in mind, no one at this table had ever done a webinar before. We taught ourselves everything. And there are so many platforms now than even when we first started. We actually use Webinar Jam as our platform. And like I said, there's so many more platforms available now than when we first started. And they're not as complicated as you're probably thinking that they are. Yeah, if you're used to FaceTiming, then you can do a webinar. Yes. Really, you just have to have a buddy to be there and help you. Another reason that you might want to use webinars is because there's a great opportunity for customer service on webinars. So this is why you want to have a buddy with you. You want somebody who's there who can answer questions about the product or service that you're trying to sell. So you are always going to want to choose some sort of webinar live hosting platform with a chat capability. And then you have a buddy there answering your question, answering people's questions. So That's one really big reason that we do webinars is because people will ask questions if they know they're going to get a direct answer a lot more than you than they would probably email in a question. And if they get a question answered, then they're more likely to buy something. So that's another reason that we love webinars. An additional one is it puts the product right in front of their face and gives them the opportunity to buy it right there with a push of a button. They don't have to Google anything. They don't have to look anything up. You're telling them the price. You're telling them how long it's on sale. You're telling them what's in it. And they get a bonus for being there. Like Emily said, normally we do a time-sensitive discount. So you have a captive audience. You're giving them everything they need. This is why timeshare stuff works, guys. It's this, it's a similar kind of tactic if you're trying to sell something. You know, you have somebody in a room, you're giving them information that's making them happy and they're feeling heard and they're getting their questions answered and you're able to hopefully provide them with something that they've been wanting anyway and you're doing it in a really personal way on a webinar. So that's why we use them. That's why they work. And here's some numbers just so you guys can kind of understand. I mean, when we say we love them, we love them. On average, 70 to 80 percent of courses sold during a launch for us have come from someone who attended a webinar. That's how powerful they are for us. And on the flip side, the majority of people who attend webinars don't buy. So you're probably thinking in your mind, well, why would I want to put all this put this time and effort into hosting a webinar when the majority of people aren't it? aren't going to purchase it. It's because they work. It's because outside of Instagram, paid advertising, email marketing, webinars are what sell products now. I mean, it's just such a huge part, I think, of the world we live in today. And that's a service product, that's a physical product, that's a digital product. And I see corporations, everything from like, you know, top 100 corporations to vendors who specialize in something so specific and so niche and narrow. I mean, it really is amazing at how you can use a webinar platform as a tool for your business, whether it's in selling something 
or whether it's in just in educating and building reciprocity with your audience. Mary, I think we should maybe talk a little bit about some of the mistakes we've made, things we've learned about hosting webinars. One thing that we've learned that comes to the top of my head is a lot of you guys are probably creatives and you are in a creative field. You do something with your hands, most likely, or a demonstration type thing that you would maybe want to teach on a webinar. Those are hard to nail. So we in the past used to do a lot of live demonstrations, which involved a lot of fancy camera work that never seemed to work out. So one thing that I think that we learned that also saved our lives because we didn't have to think about a live demonstration every time is pre-filming demonstrations. So pre-filming demonstrations has been really, really effective for us. And we realized that it hasn't affected our webinar. Yeah. People aren't dropping off. I mean, all the things that you're, we'll talk a little bit more about this. Like what are the things, the metrics that you want to be looking out for, for webinars, but. Yeah, it hasn't really affected anything, but it's made our process more streamlined. It's less stressful to do a webinar where you're not doing a live demonstration and your audience is getting the best viewing experience possible because you pre-film something that they're able to learn more from because you're able to set up different cameras that, you know, we're going to have some free training that you're going to see where we show you how to set up different camera angles, maybe with your phone, that you could pre-film something for a webinar. But that's one big, I wouldn't call it a mistake. It's just a lesson that we learned that I think early on, we were really caught up in the live demos, the reason people are coming. No, people are coming to learn something. It's free. They're learning something. The way they learn it might not be the most important. It's what's in the content that's most important. Is this something that's valuable that they took time out of their day to come and see? And so filming something better ahead of time and playing it is ideal. Yeah. I think something else we've learned is we were really nervous. I mean, some if you've attended one of our webinars before, you know that we put a lot of time into them. We want people to walk away feeling like they've learned something, whether they buy whether they buy something or not. That's us developing reciprocity with our audience. You know, we know when you're starting out as a creative or starting a business, you don't have a lot of resources. And honestly, even five to seven years into a business for a lot of us, we don't have a lot of resources to invest necessarily back into ourselves. So we want every touch point with If I Made to be something where you learn something. But I almost feel like we went to the extreme with that. And one of the things we're learning now with webinars is, yes, we want to teach people how to do something. But we also want to help them make the connection of why this is important to them, why they should take this step in their business, why they should invest in this product. So like we've said in the past, we're always learning new things. And this, I think, is something that we've learned a lot this year is helping make the connection of, well, why would this impact my business for the better? Another thing that comes to my Mary is an Ethernet cable. Yes, this is this sounds like a really dumb one if. For all of you people who might not know, the internet used to come from the wall. (laughs) You had to plug something up for your computer to connect to the internet. I'm just kidding. But seriously, hardwiring into a internet connection is not even ideal. It's necessary when you're hosting a webinar. And by that, I mean, most of you are probably going to have to buy a device because our computers don't even have ethernet ports anymore. And if you don't know what an ethernet cable is, it looks like a phone cord. Mm-hmm. You get them a, off Amazon. Yeah. They're like 10 bucks. And, um, and what so does an Ethernet cable do? It connects you hardwire into the router so your internet is stable. So people get caught up a lot on my internet's fast enough. I can do this. I blah, have blah, strong blah. Wi-Fi. I have strong Wi-Fi. We get these complaints when we're hosting webinars. They're like, my internet 
like, why is the picture fuzzy, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, your Wi-Fi connection might not be stable. It might be fast, but it might not be consistent. This is always the frustrating thing when you call AT&T and they're like, well, are you plugged into the router? And I'm like, no, why would I be plugged into the router? I live my life on the go like every other human being. That's what they're talking about. Those speeds that you're paying for, the 50 megabit per second, that is a hardwired speed, not a Wi-Fi speed. So you're definitely going to want to order an Ethernet cable, no matter where you're hosting your webinar, and plug your computer in because the consistency in the internet connection is the most important thing. I mean, you do want fast internet, but like it's more important for it to be consistent. And the reason it's important for you to be consistent is here's an example of what happens in real life if you don't have a consistent internet connection. You've got the webinar up and running, you're live, you've got people in a live room, and all of a sudden your internet cuts out, which actually Wi-Fi does very often and you'll you don't notice it as much because it's such a short you're not necessarily live with an audience. But what happens is the internet goes out and then everyone disappears right? Because it kicks you out of the room. So having an ethernet cable means that with that consistent internet connection, you don't have to worry about being kicked out of the room. So why is it so important that you worry about this? Well, because your webinars are your most important selling tactic, you really want them to go well. Because the biggest lesson that we've learned is you can't count on somebody coming back. You really have a one-shot deal. It's kind of like when somebody comes knocking on your door and they're really, really persistent. and But you're like, no, nah, you can come back next week, blah, blah, blah. I'll sign next week. You're not going to sign next week. And they know that. That's why they want to get the deal done then. It's the same with webinars. If you lose your connection, maybe 10% of the people will come back. So you really want everything to be consistent, good to go, and nail it on the first try. It's not the end of the world if you lose your internet connection, but the ideal is to stay connected the first time. So that's a really important lesson that we've learned too that took us a while. You need a good computer too probably, but most of you probably have that. It's the Ethernet cable that you probably don't have. So. Yeah, and it's only 10 bucks. So it it's something, it's a small investment that will take you a really, really long way if you're wanting to host webinars. A selfie light is also another really great tool to have if you're hosting webinars. Uh, we've talked about this before. If you go check out our IGTV, we actually have a video going through all of our different webinar tools. But the selfie light's just a really great way to get a consistent source of light so that no matter, you know, if you're doing the webinar in your studio or at your home or in the evening or in the morning, you know, I typically do my webinars at home, actually, uh, and I close all the even if it's during the day, I close all the blinds, turn off all the lights and I have that selfie light mainly, too, because the light just ends up making you look a little warmer. So um, those you can find on Amazon. Just look up selfie light. They're like 80 to 90 dollars. It's not a must. Right. You can do your first webinar in natural light. We did. But it's another thing that you can do to kind of increase your production, elevate your production a little bit more without having to spend thousands of dollars on studio lighting. And, and like we mentioned before, these you don't need to have a studio or a production team to be able to host webinars. We still host webinars. I still host all of our webinars in my home with that Ethernet cable and with that selfie light. That's it. So I'm just sharing that with you to empower you. I feel like kind of what we talked about in an earlier episodes, sometimes we allow limiting factors to stop us from taking that next step. 
And this shouldn't be one of those. I know everyone always freaks out a little bit about being on camera, and that's typically the biggest one that we all have to overcome. But don't let the tools limit you from trying webinars because none of us were experts when we first started. We had to teach ourselves. And nowadays, these platforms are just, they're very user-friendly. Yeah, and if you are nervous about being on camera, do your first webinar with slides. Slides are great. We do both, actually. We have a person on camera and with slides, so... That kind of brings me to, I want to talk a little bit about teaching on webinars. Mm -hmm. This is something that we work on one-on-one -on -one with our experts, actually. A lot of people probably don't know this, but we do a little bit of coaching with our, all of our experts before we go live because teaching on a computer to an audience is a lot different than filming a course or teaching a workshop. So we teach to be super animated more so than you probably would be. Talk a little bit slower than you normally would talk. I have to slow Emily down a lot. I like to talk really fast when I get nervous. She does. She talks really fast when she gets nervous. So <laughs> um, I have to pat her on the leg or send her a text and tell her to slow down a little bit. Because you remember, people are listening. They're not normally watching you do something. They're listening to what you say. So you have to slow down a little bit. Not everybody's the best auditory learner. So slow down a little bit. That actually brings me to another point. Repeat yourself. Don't feel like you're going to be repetitive. This is something that we argue with um, some of our experts. I, you know, and when we're building our own webinar scripts, we get really self-conscious. Like, is this too repetitive? Is this too repetitive? And I go, no, they didn't hear it the first time. They didn't hear it the second time. They might have heard it the third time. And the fourth time is really drilling it in. So repeat the lessons you want to learn. Repeat the reasons that they want to buy the course from you or the service. Don't be afraid of that. There might be some haters out there in the world, but listen, they're not going to buy your course anyway, so don't worry about them. Um, yeah. And leave leave time and space for Q&A and for kind of, that's one of the things too we're also learning is how important for these webinars to feel very conversational and approachable. So leaving in time, if you are teaching from a script or you are doing a lecture, um, whether you know, you're know you moderating questions and teaching at the same time or whether you have a moderator on the back on the back end. Just to give you a little kind of behind the scenes of how we do it is, you know, our webinars are large enough now to where we have hundreds of people attending them. So it's very difficult for me to run the slides, host the webinar and answer everyone's questions. So we actually typically have two moderators in the background who are doing that. Now, when we first started, that wasn't the case, but this, that's where we are today as a business. And we're trying to do a better job on our end of incorporating more Q&A throughout our webinars. You know, we typically wait until the end. But what we're finding is, is that people like that engagement even throughout the lecture. They want to be heard. You know, that's why they're contending. That's why they're doing that instead of potentially writing an email or putting something in a chat box on a website. Most of these people probably aren't like you, listener, my friend. They have probably <laughs> not watched a webinar before. Or that's, I mean, the goal, hopefully, because they probably might, this might be their first webinar they've ever watched. So they want to see something engaging and fun and that shows obviously that you put a lot of work into it, but, you know, feel free to en engage with them. It doesn't have to be super polished. You're not giving a TED talk. You're trying to engage and build reciprocity with an audience, become friendly with them so they know you're approachable, yet intelligent and knowledgeable all at the same time. Smile a lot. That's another thing. I have a tendency to forget to smile. Yes. <laughs> Don't answer your email while I get you're hosting a webinar. <laughs> I get very serious on webinars. <laughs> so one thing that we, one objection we come up to a lot on webinars is, all right, if I am going to teach this for free on a webinar, then why would somebody want to buy my product? 
you're never going to be able to teach in 45 minutes what is involved in your course. You really want to use a webinar as an opportunity to show people what is in your course. You can think of it as like a little mini version of your course if, if you want to, you know, scratch the surface. We like to think about it this way. The webinar is the what. This is what I do. These are the things. This is what you could do to do this for your business. And your course or your product is the how. This is the how behind it. This is how do you make a centerpiece. Sorry, that's always my example, but I was a florist. Um, <laughs> how do you make a centerpiece? How do you shoot natural light photography? How do you style an invitation suite? How do you do these things? That's what's in your course. So you're showing people what is in your course, why they need it, and then the course is how. So don't be afraid about giving too much away. You're going to want to balance it out with you know, teaching in addition to selling, but that's a big key thing that we want to point out. We could talk all day about webinars, but it could get real dry and boring. So we'll reserve that for another time. But really, I wanted to talk about why they're so important. And no, they're not played out. Yes, they are everywhere, but it's because they work. Definitely. And we love them. And for those of you who want to learn more about webinars, how we do webinars, an opportunity to ask us questions specifically about our webinars, how you could put on a webinar, we actually our hosting webinar. Surprise! It was all a <laughs> setup. No, I'm just kidding. This webinar is going to be great and we're super excited about it. We haven't been able to talk about what we do as a business in a webinar ever. So this is going to be the first time for that. Yes. And it's going to be great. We have videos that we're going to be showcasing. You're going to get even more tips on how we do things behind the scenes. And you're going to get the opportunity to ask questions. And for those of you, it would just be a great opportunity if you've never attended a webinar before. Sign up for this one. Check it out. That way you can get yourself familiar. Before I started doing webinars and hosting them, I actually watched a lot of them and allowed me to just get more comfortable with the idea of, you know, how other people are doing it, what felt relevant and right to me and how I kind of want to post webinars in the future. So check it out. Yeah, it's like listening to this podcast, but with our faces on it. Yes, and you can ask us questions live. Yeah, I'll be there maybe. I'll definitely be there moderating. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah, totally. That's what I do. I do the moderating. I'm the one in the background <laughs> waving at you. So the link to the webinar that you're definitely going to join us for is in the show notes. We really want you to show up live. So don't just sign up if you're not going to come. I mean, that's rude. We really <laughs> want you to show up live for a lot of reasons. We have some cool bonuses, giveaways. You're not going to be able to get your questions answered in the way that we can on the webinar if you're not live. So it's also, we really just want you there to be part of this community, to learn with us and to see you active and hear your stories too. Because I think that's the most fun part of being on the back end for me is hearing where everybody is in their businesses. So please come live, sign up. We're going to have a few times available. Yeah, 2020 is the year. Let's go outside of our comfort zones a little bit. Let's try something new. This has been a new like experience for me doing the podcast, putting myself out there. I was super, super hesitant and resistant and not quite sure I wanted to do it. And it's been just amazing. We've had so much fun with it. I've been so surprised about how something that I really feared has ended up being such a great thing for my brand. Yeah, so... Never know this. You might not want to be making an online course and selling it on a webinar. But in our last episode, we talked about how webinars can be great for building up an audience, even if you're just a service provider or a vendor. So come and learn how to host a webinar for your own business. And we'll talk about why it will make you money. Yeah, great. And other stuff. It's not just about webinars, guys. Yep. All right. We'll see you next time. Hi there. 
Make sure to go to iTunes and rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast so we can keep coming back to you because we want to know that you're listening. Thank you.